This is Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Now, kids over five can now get a COVID vaccine in the U.S. And, and some people have been waiting for this day to line up their kids at the door to get them. And others still, still may have some questions about how the vaccine works for kids. You know, how scientists know it's safe and exactly how to get one. And we're joined by an immunologist today to talk about vaccines for kids. This is the time where I like to bring in the expert. So I want to say hello and good morning to Dr. Aza Gadir. Thanks for joining Wellness Wednesday. Thank you for having me. Okay, so kids over five now getting that COVID vaccine. How is it going so far? Yeah, so the most recent data we have shows that about 4.3 million uh, children in the U.S. ages 5 to 11 have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. A few of those have actually now received their second shots as well. But in general, yeah, the numbers are are looking really good. Uh, We're getting there slowly. Um, I think the main thing to kind of note at this point that in regards to COVID-19 itself, that what we're seeing in in, in children in particular is that the group that's contracting COVID-19 at the highest rate is that 5 to 11 age group, which Mm. is why there is an importance here to make sure that, like, we can get as many of those children vaccinated as possible, and hopefully we'll start to see those numbers come down. Yeah, well, how does the vaccine work for kids? I mean, what kind of immunity do kids have even after their first shot? Yeah, so to be uh, considered fully vaccinated, it's really important to actually have both shots. Mm. And the data that we have at the moment shows that fully vaccinated children are about six times less likely to become infected if they are exposed to COVID-19. Um, but it's, I think at this point, like, it's really important to remember how vaccines generally work. Um, and the key thing to, to keep in mind here is that the part of your immune system that makes memory responses to, to infectious organisms, so to viruses or things like SARS-CoV-2, are only going to remember things that they've seen before. Mm. So what that means is that the vaccine itself is essentially introducing one part of the virus, so the spike protein, not all the other bits, um, at a very specific dose so that your child can make those spike protein-specific T-cells and those spike protein-specific B-cells. And if they're ever out and about and they encounter that virus with spike protein on its surface, they have those specific responses ready to go. And so essentially a vaccine is important for giving your immune system that head start so that you can have, it kind of has had a heads up that this threat is on its way. It's mounted some of those responses that are ready to protect you. Um, And so the key thing here is that the vaccine only has that one protein in it, whereas by comparison, getting exposed to the virus itself without that prior protection, um, the virus itself has about 29 proteins in it. And so it's kind of in terms of getting those specific responses, it's it's the vaccine versus natural uh, exposure to the virus, which, of course, comes with a lot of risk. Um, And all of the data we have so far shows that the vaccine is a way safer way to mount those memory responses. I would think that there are some parents out there who are are concerned over safety. What would you say to um, people that, you know, think COVID isn't a big deal for kids or they're worried about, you know, safety of the vaccine? What would you say to those parents? So um, given that the pandemic is still raging, it is possible or likely, depending on where you live, that your child will be actually exposed to COVID-19 at some point if they haven't already been. Um, And so COVID-19 vaccines do give your immune system that that head start and help prevent kids from getting the worst outcomes. 
So the severely, getting severely sick or the long-term complications or even death in, in some rare cases. And so although there is evidence that vaccinated uh, children can infect others or vaccinated people can, that is still rare. And it, people are way more likely to be infe- uh, infected by unvaccinated individuals. And so that's the main thing to keep in mind. The other kind of additional uh, key point as we're moving into the holidays is that children that are exposed or may be exposed to COVID in schools can accidentally then expose teachers or grandparents or other high-risk people that are in their lives. And so the reason why there are so many people having to get booster shots right now is because the levels of transmission of COVID are still very high. Um, And so it's important to kind of keep your immune system pumping and to realize that that threat is still imminent. And so as you're considering whether it's safe um, for your child or, you know, whether it's safe for your child to get this vaccine or if you're thinking that it's not a big deal, it's just getting vaccinated has short-term benefits, but also long-term benefits in terms of protecting the people around you. And the last thing to mention here is that children are actually being given a smaller dose of the vaccine compared to adults Mm -hmm. and to kind of minimize those side effects that adults did see. Um, And so that's another kind of uh, comforting point to know is that those side effects have been lower um, and noted as lower in children after the injection. You know, that brings up another point um, that I'd like to ask you about. If uh, if a child or even an adult has already been infected with COVID-19, is it still important to be vaccinated? Yes, absolutely, because we know at this point that there is a possibility to be reinfected, especially with the emergence of newer variants. And we're seeing at the moment that we've got, you know, Delta was a concern before, and now we've got the Omicron variant that's, that's floating around. Um, but the, the, the nicest thing, actually, that we have seen in, in, in studies where, you know, immunologists are taking blood from people over time, both from people who had COVID-19, people who are vaccinated, comparing the two, is that it's very clear right now that if you've had both, if you've had COVID-19 previously, and then you get a COVID-19 vaccination, you kind of mount this, what we call hybrid immunity, which is the super powerful immunity. And you're seeing activation of immune responses across multiple different cells um, that just looks really nice. And, and it's actually resulting in, um, in lower cases of reinfection within that group. So even if you've had COVID-19 before, it is absolutely necessary to consider getting a vaccine in order to pop up those, uh, top up those immune responses. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not going to say no to having superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking with immunologist Dr. Aza Gadir here on Wellness Wednesday. And um, I guess my question is, you know, once uh, once kids are fully vaccinated, you know, can they still spread the virus? Uh, is masking uh, a good idea still after after the um, after the immunization? Yeah, so there's still a large cohort of um, like society that can't get vaccinated, which mm-hmm. is the kids under the age of five. So it means that masks in general are an important way to protect them. Um, but in general, yes, even if you're fully vaccinated, given that the pandemic is still continuing to rage, um, it's important to wear a mask, particularly in public indoor settings when you, you know, you're surrounded by people you don't know or in areas where there's substantial or really high transmission. Regardless of kind of the level of transmission, there are obviously other more vulnerable people in society. So the immunocompromised people with severe disease and and people with comorbidities should consider wearing um, a mask regardless of the situation they're in. So in general, yes, we do know that uh, the vaccines are effective at giving your immune system a head start. However, it's important to add another layer here by masking. And the more layers that we can all implement, so things like masking, increased ventilation, testing when we can, vaccinating, the more of those layers that we can all implement, the the, the better it is 
for us in terms of reducing the risk of catching COVID-19. Do you have any tips for how kids can distract themselves if if they're feeling nervous about getting any type of vaccine? I mean, I know my six-year-old son, he gets pretty worked up about it. And then once it happens and it's over, he's like, oh, that wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be. But he definitely has nerves about any kind of jab or poke. Um, Do you have any tips for, for parents or for kids listening right now about how to prepare? Yeah, so um, I think shots in general make both, you know, I know lots of adults as well that still struggle with it. And, you know, needles can be scary. Um, But a a few things that are recommended is that, you know, trying to distract yourself while you're waiting for the shot to happen. So bringing a game or a book or some music, taking some slow, deep breaths to try to relax, uh, focusing on something in the room to kind of distract your brain a little bit. There is some research that shows that coughing once before and coughing right after you get the injection uh, can help with that distraction and, and help people feel a little less pain. Thinking about exactly what's going on with that injection, um, I find to be quite relaxing. So, it's, you know, getting excited about the fact that when you get that jab, you're basically showing your immune system this thing and it can start the process of activating, like ringing the alarm and saying, oh, I'm encountering this thing that I have to remember. And so what you're then seeing, a series of events that are happening that can mount those memory responses. And so thinking about exactly what's going on for me, like gathering that information can help as well. And I know some people have said that that's quite helpful. All right. That's some good advice. Dr. Azuka Deer, an immunologist, joining me for Wellness Wednesday this morning, talking about, you know, kids over five can get their COVID vaccine and why it's important. And you can also find this segment in the podcast world. Just look for Wellness Wednesday. Dr. Gadir, thank you so much for joining me here on The Current. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Wellness Wednesday from The Current. I'm Jill Riley. Our producer is Anna Weggle, and our digital producer is Jay Gabler. Our theme music is a portion of the song FB1 Number no. 2 by Christian Bjorklund under the non-commercial Sharealike 3.0 international license. Head to thecurrent.org for more wellness content and great music.